Hey guys, this is Rob from the Retro Junkie Super Show, Turtle Flakes Podcast, and <clears throat> um, Genesis Genesis Podcast, and you are listening to the SNES Podcast, hosted by George and Greg. Uh, don't, don't tell Nick I was on here. He'll, he'll get me. A Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! Listening to the SNES podcast with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. Super NES Podcast. This is episode number 44, and this is to one of your regular co-hosts, Greg, and I'm honored to be joined by your other regular co-host, George. Hi. How's it going, George? It's going all right. Uh, I'm in a battle with Germany, <laughs> and Greece is trying to bother me to go to war, and I just keep rejecting them. That sounds very, very familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um. We are again in this episode talking about another port of, like, of a beloved uh, PC game. Uh, Super Mario World. That never had a PC version. Like, I thought it oh. should have had a PC version. You could have. There was, there actually, sidetrack. there actually was a company that did a demo of the first stage of Super Mario World to show Nintendo that they actually could do it on a PC, uh, like I Japan. I thought that was a different, I, th- I thought that was a different Mario game. It happened with Mario World, too, but... Huh. Uh, but of course, I know. I know there was a. I think it was like MSX version of Super Mario Brothers. Yes, I played that. It's pretty good. Okay. So, but uh, but anyway, um, we've already covered. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, nope, this is not it because that one didn't actually come out. Uh, uh, in previous episodes in this podcast, so, so we've covered the console ports of SimCity and Populous. Um, and it, you know a couple of other, like you know smaller games, uh, but in this one we're talking about the granddaddy of them all, perhaps to, 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 to perhaps to, to perhaps one of the most um, 
well-known and praised and loved uh, games of all time, and rightly so, uh, Sid Meier's Civilization. Uh, yes. Which, uh, which originally came out for the PC by Microprose in 1991, and the, and the Super NES version of the game was published by Koai uh, in 1994. So, I'm assuming that most folks listening to this podcast know what Civilization is, or at least have heard about it. Um, but for the few of you out there who probably have not played this, um, I know, like, uh, you know, I think Ferg probably is like one of them. So, um, <laughs> uh, we probably should give a very brief summary, a, a brief summary, of, like what civilization is. Um, uh, George, like, do you want to do the honors? Oh boy. Let me, I'm not great at explaining things, but all right. I mean, it's a, a strategy game, a turn-based strategy game where you, you're the leader of a civilization and you could become, uh, the leader of America, Greece, and so on and so forth. And what you try to do is lead your civilization into victory. Uh, the earlier ones did not have many ways you can win the scenario, but as the whole series progressed, there was different ways where you can get the highest amount of technology and win, or you can win by having the greatest kind of culture and... Or you could just do the plain old way and just be violent and destroy every other civilization. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good summary. Um, All right. Um, you know, uh, I was curious, so I did a look, and by my count, uh, there were there were twelve official games in the Civilization series over the last twenty five years. Twelve. Uh, 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 plus another like six, plus another six like close cousins. Uh, do you have. have a list of those 12 games? Yes, I do, sir. Um, and, and thank you for asking. <laughs> um, we ha You have the original Civilization, of course, which is the Lord. version that was ported over to the Super NES. Um, this version of the game actually did not get ported uh, to a lot of places. I, you know, I was surprised. Um, that is surprising, original... because I feel like Civilization <laughs> would be very popular. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. The original version of the game, of course, was PC-DOS, and right. there was a version that came out later on that I'm counting as one of the official versions uh, uh, that came out that came the following year called Civnet, uh, which was a native Windows-based uh, Windows, uh, Windows version of the Civilization, Ooh. and also had a multi... Um, and it also added multiplayer support, uh, hence the net in the name. So, um, so that version of the game got ported to Macintosh, uh, Amiga, and Atari ST. Um, so, there, so there was also Civil, Civilization Two was available was available in three different versions. Uh, there was the original, multiplayer gold, and Test of Time. And side note, to this day, Test of Time is Test of Time is still my favorite Civilization game. Uh, period because uh, because of all the scenarios that they included including that game and options and ways to play and whatnot. So um, Civ Two also got ported to the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. So, oh well, then we might have to play that eventually on the PlayStation podcast. So there was Civ Three, Civ Four, <laughs> Civ Five. Uh, there was the there was the console version of, of Civilization, Civilization Revolution, uh, which I think that might have been the first one I played. Um, and I thought it was good, and then I realized that there were these Civilization games on PC, and then I looked at that game and I said, it's, it's fine to bring console mm -hmm. players into the series, but it's not, 
it doesn't go deep enough. Yeah, for what it is, it's perfectly fine because, like you know, like it's perfectly yeah. fine, quicker. It's a quicker, faster-paced, faster-paced version, like version of version of the game. Civilization, Civilization is notorious for it's notorious like being a very long game. Uh, oh yes, uh, I've had games that have gone on for 40, 50 game hours uh, <laughs> in the past. Whereas, whereas Revolution. Towards Revolution, I think the longest game I ever played was like a few was like hours or something. Six right? hours max. So, okay, but, right. Yeah, that sounds right. So, um, um, so didn't they actually port that to like phones and maybe the DS? That's different. Uh, there's a uh, um, oh, is it a different version of that game? Right. Yep. Okay. Re- uh, the sequel, Revolution Two, is available. Is available. Is available in mobile in mobile version. But there was also there was also an older mobile version of Civilization. Uh, that was out there also, which I'm counting, uh, which I'm counting as one of the you know official ports. I'm sorry, like versions of the game. What platform was that? Probably, probably Windows Phone and Android. Um, oh, uh, but you know, I thought you meant like older mobile phones. I'm sorry. Yeah, it might have been on some older platforms because like 2000- and for some reason, I feel I don't know why, but. It makes me think of like the Engage. I'm not sure if there was a version for it. There was the Engage. Oh, okay. The, okay. the Engage version. The Engage version I considered to be one of the close cousins because because that game because that game because that game that kind of took a little bit from this game and a little bit from that game and kind of like all mushed it all together. So I'm hoping I can find that for cheap because so. I am. Uh, for some reason, I am kind of but not really collecting Engage games, and it's really easy to actually just get them complete in box, if not sealed. Right. So. so you have the eight official Civilization games plus Revolution One and Two. Uh, you also uh, like, and you also had the mobile version, and you also had a now discontinued Facebook version that was around for several years. There was a Facebook version. Yep, Facebook games. It's weird. So um, weird. then you have the close cousins. You have the uh, uh, you have Alpha Centauri, which was designed by some of the same people, um, uh, which is kind of a which is kind of a loosely based upon civilization after you get, after you land on Alpha Centauri and which you get to colonize, you colonize, explore that planet. And there's a newer version of that game out now, which is called Beyond Earth. Um, um, I mean, I heard what people said about Beyond Earth, and it's from what I heard, it's not really like Alpha Centauri. It's kind of different. It plays very close to Alpha Centauri and Civ Five, though, because it uses like a modified version, like the Civ Five right. engine. So, right. um, there's also, uh, there's also, uh, there's also uh, Civilization. There's also Civilization Four Colonization, which is an upgrade, uh, which is a remake of an older game. Uh, Colonization came out for the came out for the PC in back in '93, uh, and in that game you get to colonize the New World as one of the European powers, and it's called Civilization mm-hmm. Four Colonization because they use the Civilization Four engine for it. So oh, that sounds interesting. But uh, there's also there's also there's also there's also uh, there's also Civ Civilization spaceships, which is kind of a um, a which is which ties into uh, Beyond Earth in, in the sense that you can keep playing your game in, in starships after Beyond Earth's done with. Starships is a half tactical tactical ship combat game, uh, a la Master of Orion, and also like an also half like half a strategy game like Civilization. So um, there's also there's a, uh, there's also like Civ. So there's also Civ Rome, which has some like civilization aspects to it, except based more on the like the you know the Roman time period. Right. And there's also there's also there was also a time in the nineties when Activision uh, licensed licensed a civilization name and came out with two civilization games uh, called 
which call it called a which call it called a power. So like civilization called a power one and two. So yeah, uh, a lot of games have come on the Civ series like over the years, but they um. I've, yeah, no, oh, that's crazy. Uh, one of the reasons, one of the reasons, one of the reasons I want to cover this game is that this year, the like this year celebrates uh, celebrates uh, celebrates the 25th anniversary of Civilization uh, since the first like, the game first originally came out. Um, and Civilization had a, I know this may sound a um, tacky to say, but Civilization had a Civilization had a profound impact like, upon my life, uh, like as a kid, and kind of helped me to become, in some ways. Like some the person I am today because um, oh great <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding <laughs> uh, I was already interested in history the history and strategy and simulation games those came out because I uh, because I played like No Monogamy's Ambition uh, you know, on the NES in 1988 that came out and some other didn't they just release a new one yeah yeah the, like on PC Lords of Darkness uh, awesome right so uh, yeah that series that series. That series is still going strong, but they, um, so yeah, I was already into that kind of stuff, and you know, SimCity, like also, SimCity, like I also had already played and loved, but Civilization was like something else I never, <laughs> I'd never seen before. The fact that you just simply take a Civilization where you start with nothing, um, really just, really just like, you know, like, uh, one settler unit and some text and to, to the dawn time and just like build up a whole civilization, which, which combined uh, combat and diplomacy and strategy and tactics and thinking ahead and just like you know, it was very addictive. Like you know that, like you know, just one more turn thing really started off with Civilization games because I can't tell you how many times I'd be playing at like midnight and be like, okay, I'll just do a half an hour more if I can get to bed. And the next thing I know, it was like four o'clock in the morning. So that like happened to me like numerous times. But um, the manual for that game was also very, very good, and they also gave in it a bibliography of the sources of the sources they used. And the game was so good, it, like I maybe want to go to the library and check out some of the books to read to, to, to read more about uh, Mesopotamia and the Egyptians and the Egyptians and the Chinese and whatnot. And it really got me really it really kicked out my uh, love for history, like in the high year, so much so to the fact that I majored in it in college. It, like I also went on to get a grad degree in it. So, um, even though I'm not using my history degree like right now, I don't regret doing it because I still love history. You know, I still love, you know, still love playing games of this irk, and and I directly trace it all back to civilization. So this game will always have a very like you know like special place like my special place like my heart like that reason. Um, you were not alive, George, when this game first came out. Um, what was your first civ exposure? Like Revolution, you said. Yes. Um, had you ever played? Had you ever played original Civ before this podcast? No. Okay. All I right. think the furthest I went back was Civ Four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because like, yeah, because like, uh, uh, Civ Three, they totally revamped, like revamped Civilization, uh, right. like, like better and worse in, in some ways, and Civ Four and Civ Five have really just been improvements, improvements upon that. Uh, in some ways, but uh, yeah, um, Civilization is the brainchild like a one Sid Meier, who is one of the greatest game designers like of all time. Uh, I would, who also made Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah, uh, he made he made a he's made a crap ton of great games. Yes, uh, going back a long way. One of his earliest games was a game called Mail Carrier. We got to uh, uh, like the Commodore of the Commodore sixty four, and where you have and, to carry and, a bunch of guys. 
Well, you're carrying a bunch of mail, actually. The game's the game's just simply a flying sim. Oh, it's that kind yeah. of mail. So, just like you're carrying around, like, uh, but it was so, but but this came out in like '87. Uh, it was like you know totally too ahead of its time. So because of like the gameplay and the graphics and whatnot, so nobody ever made a game with a postman before. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> for a long time, Sid Meier was associated with Microprose, where he cranked out like numerous, like numerous great games. Uh, besides Civilization, he, 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 he was also he was also responsible for Pirates, like George said, right. uh, like Real Tycoon, like it was the baby, um, Covert Action, which is a great like uh, 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 Covert Action, which is a great like you know spying game, uh, which is. Uh, which is vastly, feel vastly like underrated, um, and a bunch of other great games. And you know, he would go on to in recent years. Uh, he's found a, in recent years he's found a company called Fraxis, uh, which has been able to get the rights to a bunch of old Microsoft uh, franchises and start making and start making new games like new games uh, for those franchises. Right. Um, they made the new XCOM games. Yep. There was a yep, and there was a Pirates remake that came out. Uh, Pirates remake that came out. Came out. Came out like several years ago. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's very good. Um, uh, they had, uh, they had. It plays the classic Pirates. They added like a, a classic Pirates. Uh, they added the. Uh, they added. Uh, they added. Uh, they added story mode. Uh, they also added. They also added you know a couple other extra things onto it. So, um, and they're making Civilization games, of course, but they. Um, yeah, Sid Meier. Oh, um, and uh, recently Sid Meier has also came out with the with, like the Ace Patrol games. Um, have you played those, George? No, but I've heard of them. They're great games. They have a very board game feel to them. Where the, the two, uh, there's two games. One game, one game set in World War One, and one game set to one game set in World War Two. We're we're okay. so we pick a side, and you have a squadron of like three or four planes. Um, historically rendered uh, for planes of that time period, and you're trying to dogfight and destroy the others, uh, um, and, uh, and, and shoot down the other guys' uh, planes. So there's like so there's so altitude matters. There's looping and turning. Uh, you can only fire your guns like if you're if you you're, you're fire your guns like if your plane's actually angled if you if you angle towards somebody correctly. Um, you you show you get experience experience prestige like as you go through the game there's a campaign mode linking to campaign mode you're linking together like link together all the other battles uh it's a lot of fun uh but it's available both on steam and also playing also the mobile platforms and it definitely has that old that old addictive just one more turn feel to it uh i definitely like a lot of fun so i highly recommend i recommend checking those games out like your fan like I said stuff so um civilization has been has been awarded tons numerous awards it has been like you know praised the high heavens uh heaped upon like you know like uh you know the uptoed glory millions of people have played it millions of copies have sold it's been reviewed and covered uh in numerous magazines inducted like in numerous hall uh few hall of fame lists um there was one that the there was a there was a there, there was a there was a top there was a top there was a top 100 gaming uh, top 100 games of all time uh, list that the great people at the Night Playing a Podcast uh, uh, podcast did a couple years ago, um, and Civilization was number two on their list. Uh, they only being beat out by Tetris, which I probably can agree with because Tetris is because Tetris is certainly a great game like its own right. 
Tetris is being made even now, mm-hmm. uh, although it's not so great. And pretty much, and pretty much, pretty much, if you have a device that is a CPU like of any kind, uh, you that device can play Tetris. So, <laughs> Commodore sixty four. Yes, there's been a version four made. Okay. I mean, I've seen, I mean, I've seen, I've seen Tetris played on gravity calculators, on watches. <laughs> hey, um, that's right. That's right. On like, old fashioned like you know, all scopes. Um, uh, they have been converted to play Tetris. But, um, so yeah, yeah, you pretty much can play Tetris like and everything. Not so much, not so much civilization, because civilization is a lot more like, you know, like, uh, processor intensive, but. Wait, um, can you play Tetris on TVs? Yes, you can. <laughs> really? Um, no, seriously, I think there was a, I, I think there was a, uh, a TV in Japan, the, uh, Japan several years ago I heard about, that had, uh, 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 that had, um, you know, had some, uh, that had some, like, built-in games, uh, like, onto it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm done asking questions. <laughs> there was one of those sold in the U.S. too, I think, for a while. The that's idea... like a that's like a drop of the mic thing, right there. <laughs> um, no, uh... one of those. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure one of the models. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that one of the models was sold in the U.S. too, but it didn't catch on. So, um, but they, um, yeah. Um, anyway, so um, um, so civilization was like I said, not ported to not ported not poor ton of stuff, but the original game, but the original game didn't require a lot of a lot of heavy intensive intensive PC uh, hardware to run it. So that's probably like one reason for it. But um, I, I, but curiously enough, um, as the game you know, as time passed and the game gained uh, steam, like gained recognition. Um, uh, the well-known, the well-known Japanese publisher Koai, who we've already talked about a little bit here in the podcast, who's been, uh, who's been a publisher of strategy of strategy simulation games like for, uh, for a long time. They're very and hack and slash games. Yep, that that too. Um, <laughs> they've always been bigger in Japan you know, than they have been here in the states, but they certainly have a fan base. But they certainly have a fan base like here in the states too. Um, right. So that's in in Japan. They're since they since they merged with. Tecmo, they're right. known as Koei Tecmo, right. and over here, they're known as Tecmo Koei because, or is that right? Uh, or is it the other way around? No, I think you're right. Okay. Because, uh, like, the company's name mm-hmm. is whatever's the most popular right. of the two, which is an interesting way to merge. Right. Right, so that's why it's it's Square Enix. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, Koi decided to bring the game over to Japanese gamers um, because um, uh, because you know there is there is a, there is a fair amount of, uh, there is a fair amount of English text like in the game, um, so I can understand them wanting to do that. And you know there have been a number of PC games that have been like you know translated translated and re-released like in Japan for the Japanese market, like Star Control Two. You one of the best you you. you one of the best PC games like of all time uh, had that treatment done to it. So, um, wasn't isn't Wizardry like really big in Japan? Wizardry also, yes. Uh, the Ultima games also did very well in Japan too. So, oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, Bald's Tale has gotten translated over there. Like, um, well, some of them at least anyway. So, but anyway, um, Koai decided to not to not bring the game over on the computer. However, they decided to consoleize it, and the Super NES being the uh, uh, being the uh, being the dominant uh, game platform of the time 
uh, like in Japan, um, they decided to port the game over to that system. So they hired a small Japanese company uh, called Asmic Ace Entertainment. Um, Asmic did do some publishing over here in the States also, by the way. Uh, but, it, you, you, but then again, they're also, they're also better known for their developer developer work. Um, so they converted the... So as so as they converted the game to Super NES and can quite publish it to publish it in Japan in October of 1994, uh, the you know, the game sold like very well. Now I couldn't find any I couldn't find any direct information saying this because information because information about this about the information about about the Super NES port of this game was a little bit hard to find. But from what I can but from what I can conjecture. Koi had no plan to release this version of the game like North America uh, because the game was already doing pretty well, uh, like over here on PC, and you know they didn't feel that the console market was really was, was really well suited for a PC ports, you know, populous and simplicity, like you know, like notwithstanding. So, but something, but something, but something caused them to change their mind later on. Um, the fact that uh, one of the uh, to, to one of the things I'm basing this claim off of is the fact that the there's a huge gap between the Japanese and North American versions. Uh, like this game, like being released, which is something that had pretty much had pretty much evaporated by this time. Uh, I mean, by this time period, you know, by the early to mid '90s. Usually, usually games would come over in North America like four or six months after a game came over originally, originally, like originally, originally in Japan. For this game, there was for this game there was a 13 month gap. Uh, the, North, the, the, North the North American version of, uh, version of Super NES Port of, uh, of Civilization didn't, didn't get released until November of 1995. So, given that huge time span, that that you know, one reason I'm saying that they hadn't planned to release the game over here. Um, another reason, another thing that makes me th- another thing, th- th- thing that makes that me think that is that like that like, like, like compared to Japan, this game is much harder to find over here in North America. This is a much smaller print run, um, and prices for this game, we're talking about to talk about, about later in the podcast, are much higher uh, as a result of it. And um, they're right; the game the game did not sell very well over here on, on the Super NES because because the time. Uh, because you know, because by now, Civ Two was already out. Um, oh, great! So, um, <laughs> but, uh, um, so, but, uh, but anyway, um, I have to ask though: Is there any major differences between the SNES version and the PC version? Yes, there are, and that makes a very good. Okay. Se- and that makes a very good segue. Um, most of the differences with the version of the version of this game are due. Um, our limitations are, are cast put on things because of the processor involved. The Super NES, right. op- Super NES obviously, uh, they obviously had a much smaller processor, much less available uh, a RAM to work with uh, the computer. So therefore, the game, uh, like, therefore the game um, couldn't have quite as, as, as quite as robust limits as the original PC. The original PC version of the game had. So um, city size limited. City size. City size in the Super NES version is limited. Is limited. Is limited. Limited to max 28. Um, you can only have. You can only have. You can only. Have, you can only have. You can only have 60, 63 units. Uh, if I can play like at once. Um, text. Future, future text, which is which is which is which is the, the generic name for researching future text after you've already researched all the like all the normal named name technology, like only goes up to like only goes up to 32. There's no replay feature. Uh, there's no power improvements. 
there's only just, um, you know, there's only just the palace. And in the PC version, you could add on wings and expansions here to, to your palace. Flavor, oh, uh, flavor, flavor, grew. I did not know that. There's no encyclopedia. The original version of the game, ship of the original version of the, of the game, has a very detailed encyclopedia, also called a Sithpedia, um, in, in a more modern version of the game, which gives you in-depth information about about technology and units and, and civilization and cultures and whatnot. Well, that would have really helped. Well, not present at all, like in this version of the game. So that would have really helped if that was in there. Um, any civilization can start with two settlers, like as opposed to one. Um, because the game was designed for Japan, they, uh, they, uh, they, so they put in the Japanese civilization and took it, um, and, you know, replaced it with, and and made room, made room for it in the cold, in the cold, in the cold, but taking out the Zulu, um, you know, otherwise, you know, otherwise all the other civilizations, you are, are like the same. Um, um, there is a, uh, you can only. So you, can only, so you can only have ten Elvises like in a city like at one time, uh, like ten tax collectors like in a city like in like one time. Um, uh, when you bribe a unit in the PC version, they're owned by none, um, which means that you, which means that no city's responsible for like for supporting them. In the Super NES version, I so they're gonna attach a near city. Um, there's also there's, there's also different names used like the cities, and there's also there's also a story mode put into the game. Um, in the Super NES version of the game, the game starts off with this, say, a cutscene uh, of this goddess who's come down to you and giving you, she will give you a mission, uh, you know, to go ahead like and unify the world and become the dominant civilization, like whatnot. And yeah, this is really weird to me. The, this this is new in the Super NES version. This was not present in the PC version of the game. Right. right. So, um, and she also, and she also, and and because of that, like because of that, there's also an ending to the game that was a. You know, it wasn't present. There wasn't present like the PC version. Um, where like she comes that, like, like she comes down again. Like she, she, she thanks you for your efforts and says, and says your civilization is going off to expand, to to, to expand in space and show you a picture of a galaxy and whatnot. So, um, has a very Japanese feel to it for sure because oh yeah, because the Japanese are very big like in the myths and like in the myths and, and destiny and you know, things like that. So, um, I can see why they added this onto the Super NES port of the game. So, um. Couple of like, uh, there's some bug fixes. Uh, there's some bug fixes. Your bug fixes fixed in the game. The music, the music in this version of the game is totally different. Um, I I don't know if they couldn't license the soundtrack or for soundtrack, or they didn't want to use it. But the but the PC version, Super NES versions of the games have two uh, two totally different soundtracks to them. Yeah, and the music the music just loops for that time span and then when you get to a certain um year right era and so forth it'll, yeah it'll it'll change it'll the change, music right. and and it's just it's so forgettable and it just keeps looping and eh it's it's all right i guess yeah it's decent music it's not as good as pc version i think but um, no you know like like you know like you know you know it does a job keep you entertained like we are playing so but uh, um and uh, also, the Super NES version of the game was also one of the few Super NES games to uh, to support the optional mouse. Oh. Yes. So. Well, I should have plugged in my mouse then <laughs> and used it because I actually do have an SNES mouse. And this is advertised like right on the box cover actually that supported the 
Well, I don't have the box. Yes, I know that. I'm just saying that. <laughs> but, so... That's really cool, though. Yeah. Oh, man. So, I mean, they realize that, you know, control control is going to be a, a little bit clunkier trying to play in a controller versus the keyboard and mouse and the PC version. So. Yes, this is a problem even to this day. Yeah. With uh, console strategy games, so we a lot of so a lot of the same comments they said about Populous a couple of episodes back uh, apply this version of the game. The game the game is playable just fine like the controller. It's a bit clunky. It, it's like it's a bit it takes a bit to get used to, but on it works. It's you know it's serviceable. I'll tell you what, using the shoulder buttons to let you scroll the map and scroll lists instead of scrolling down to the button and pressing it. Excellent. Yes. So. Yes. There, yeah, there was that shortcut feature to it, you know, which was nice. So, um, I was also impressed by the fact that also, like again, compared to Populous, the game screen takes up takes up most of the the game screen takes the game the, the, the game screen takes up most most of the real estate. Um, there's a border and that's it. I think the game that you know the map we are playing the game. That on, game really could have used. No border being there because it would have been much easier. I think the border had to be there but... because of the engine, um, because of how they ported it over. I, I think that's what they said about okay. it. Okay. So All right. I think they so I think they had to put it in there just to be able to give the um, because again the process the process is limited. So um, and yeah. So the thing with Populous is the U the UI took up a lot of the screen. Yes. Whereas on here. Like there is no there UI. is no UI yeah. <laughs> until you actually try to do something. Right, so, then the menu comes you, up. Yeah, right. So it's a lot of menus that just pop up. Right, which actually works better because you have you have more 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 of an area to look at the game. Well, I of course am very used to playing the original PC version of the game, and compared to that, I found the control the controls a little bit slower, a little bit clunkier. Was, oh yeah, it felt really slow to me. Um, it was a bit more aggravating. It, it works. It, it works. It's, it, it's not bad enough to make you not want to play, but it is aggravating enough to where to where it could be a little bit slow trying to like you know like pick your option and like go to another menu and pick your option for that and whatnot. So, yeah. um, but they, uh, yeah. And again, and again, because, and again, because of the super NES processor, the whole game, the whole game speed and pace is like kind of slow. Uh, there is some sluggish gameplay, uh, gameplay going on here. I thought. Yes. But I, yeah. that's, it bothered me, but I mean, it's, a game for an old console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's actually no. load time like when it generates the map to generate the map from the start of the game. Yeah. Uh, which is so weird to see on a cartridge. <laughs> yeah. I was I sat there and I was just loading. Wait, what? Yeah. And there's yeah. a very slight load time, like when you have units all over the map can the game you know the game changes to the the game changes from like the game changes. The game. The game changes. Changes. Changes from one. Changes from one like map to the other map. So yeah. um, a little bit of slow. You know, a slight bit of low. A, a, you know, a slight bit there. Not that bad. But uh, um, so um, yeah. As far as being faithful. As far as, as far as being faithful to PC version of the game. This is this is actually very very faithful. I thought. Um, limitations aside, this is a very good service, you know, a good version of the game as far as like you know being able to capture the gameplay um, and the essence to the essence what civilization was. Um, you know, it's a bit slow, it's a bit clunky. The controls take a bit to get used to, but 
but all the same options are here. You have all the same civilizations, all the same units, all they all the same technologies. Uh, you still have the same. You, 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 you still have the same like three like three win conditions, which are which are time, conquest, or space race. Uh, which is like you know like build a spaceship to go down for Centauri. Um, the graphics look very good. I thought the graphics were actually upgraded for this version for this version like over the original DOS version of the game. So um, yeah, when you're when you're talking to uh, different leaders of civilizations, uh, it looks it looks pretty good. Um, yep, and the resource the, the resource icons are, are very bright and powerful. Like you know, like right away like what they are. Um, the um, uh, the city scenes look nice. Uh, like through, like very nice detail, like the cities and the buildings. You know the buildings. You know the buildings like whatnot. So um, this. There's abbreviation being used for some of the text and for some of the wonders, but uh, but they have to do right, that. yeah. So, yeah. but they um, like you know, like engineering will have like an apostrophe in the middle of it, and yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's a few wonders that would have like the uh, the first word would actually just have the first initial, and then it would be the rest the rest of it. So. So, George, I'm very curious to hear you talk about, since this is your first exposure to the original civilization, and since you've been kind of raised up on, you know, raised up like the newer ones, um, what do you think about this game, like, overall, as far as, like, you know, like, keep in mind, keep in mind that this is very close to what the original DOS slash Windows, Windows civilization was. Overall, for overall, I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts were being exposed to this version of the game, like, the first time. So this game is tough to go back to if you are playing the new ones and you are used to yes, I agree with that. the new ones. <laughs> um, it also doesn't help that being first exposed to the first game by way of console because when you when you add a controller into the mix, the game's always going to be made slower and, clunk, and more clunky. Mm-hmm. Um, and that... That's an issue, but I mean, what they did in this game is they tried to get over that kind of issue, and it didn't go perfectly, but it went over pretty good. Um, if I knew about that mouse, I would love to use the mouse uh, for that game, because using a mouse for these kinds of games is not necessary, but really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the thing is, like, when you're playing on the easiest difficulty, they'll explain a few things to you. Yes. But the thing is, I felt that I already knew these things before it even tried to explain it to me, because I had a basic idea of what Civ in general was. But there um, are some, yeah, but there are some major differences. Uh, for, like for example, like for example, like for example, I kept, uh, like for example, in the original Civilization, units, 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 units actually need to board a ship to be able to go out like on the sea. Um, so you have to remember to load up your ships, um, you know, like units and there's no, and your settlers also, your settlers also double your, your settlers like also double your workers, uh, later games of the series, you have like dedicated units like reach. So, um, and they, um, and some of the improvements are not available in this version of the game that you'd be able to do like later versions of the game. So uh, there definitely is a lot. When I was playing this game, um, you know, I kept wanting to do those things. And, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, this is original Civ. This, you know, this wasn't in this. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and so. it's just, it's it, there's a lot of things that 
it explains and it doesn't explain. Mm-hmm. So I feel the deeper parts of the game were not explained and the shallow parts were explained. <laughs> and that didn't really help because, you know, I was having an issue where I was losing money and I was having an issue where my people were going hungry. Um, and it doesn't, it says, your people are going to starve. You should do something about that. And it's like, what, what, what do I do about this? Do I build a building and it helps or, I mean, there was one where, uh, plague was setting in and it said, you should build an aqueduct. And I was like, okay. And I did that. And then I didn't have that issue, but it was, you know, it was like, you're running out of money. (laughs) It's just like, how do I fix that? (laughs) Please tell me. Um, and I, I ended up funny enough, uh, automatically selling my city wall mm-hmm. yep. on my capital or whatever, the first town, the, the first city that I built, um, which is really weird. Like <laughs> we're running out of money. What do we do? Let's tear down the wall. That's protecting <laughs> us. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's pretty silly i seem to eventually like found i, I seem to, I, I see i seem to eventually found out found out like how to adjust your tax rates right no because yeah uh every, i didn't know see i told you the, the deep parts of this game are not explained well every civ game up to civ 4 had a tax rate civ 5 is the first game in the series playing the series playing the series didn't have one but um but but um, but your taxes your taxes your, your taxes can be spent in the three ways science taxes and luxuries and it's 100 percent and you can allocate how you, you know what percentage that you want going to oh that yeah and, I did that and, and I was and I had a decent amount of like like I had a decent amount of science points coming in and then I had a good amount of money coming in and I was still losing a lot of money so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, like any kind of civ game, there's things you have to do, like in like banks and markets, like improve your income. Um, there's also, you know, yeah, I, I put I I installed marketplaces into I think like two cities. There, you also want to make sure that your city is not supporting too many units. That's like I alluded to earlier. Um, in original civilization uh, and civ two, also for that matter, uh, units directly units units are units are considered to be quote-unquote, part of a city. That city directly supports that unit. So, like, so, like, if you have a, like, if a city supporting, like, like, five warriors and five and five settlers, that's enormous drains these resources. See, the thing is, how are you going to protect your city if you don't have any units in there? Right, I'm just saying, like, you know, you need to, like, you can, um, you can, uh, you can't change what city that the unit draws its support from. So, like for example, if you have like five cities, you can adjust your city, you adjust your units around to be able to to be have like you know like two freaks, for example. But I agree, it's a very. But I agree. I really wish there was more ex- explanations in this game. Well, that's a thing too, because like later Civ games have later Civ games have made, have made this process either easier or simply got rid of it. Period. See, the thing is, when you play the newer Civ games, you don't even really need a tutorial because you can figure out a good amount of the stuff on your own. And if you do need to do, there's a Civpedia there to look at. Yeah, yeah, but there's also advisors you can turn on if you want. Um, And they will tell you, you need to do this. I don't know. I don't remember if they tell you how to do it, though. That's Um, I don't use advisors at all, so. The (laughs) Gospel... 
the DOS version of the game had advisors that you could actually like you know like call upon. Oh, okay. Call upon to be able to again. I assume I assume because of memory uh, uh, memory memory and card size limitations taken out of this version, but right. But I yeah. remember Civilization Revolution like advisors were everywhere and you cannot turn them off. Advisors, advisors. That was the most annoying part. Right, of advisors, life. advisors were huge in the Civ two games. Uh, they even like worse in worse there than they were in Civ and. and like by the time of Civ three, they became almost like non-existent. So, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't use advisors. <laughs> <laughs> they're helpful. With, yeah, they're helpful. They're, they're, yeah, they're helpful with a couple of things. But um, what? I shouldn't go to war with Russia? Come on. <laughs> Let me uh, press that red button. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah. So, um, so uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely at the very least. To, 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 to the very least, I think this game was educational for you. Since like you know, this is where the series started at. You know, this is where it got it. Yeah. I you know, like, you know, this is where this is where this is where millions of us a fourteen-year-old, um, fourteen-year-olds cut our teeth on uh, playing like back in the day. Um, you know, playing this like through playing the well, maybe not this version of the game, but you know, like you know, Civ, like PC version, right? right? Exactly. So, mm-hmm. uh, but they um. Uh, so oh no, I so oh no, I was really impressed by this version of the game because you know I, I had bounced off this game years like years ago. I checked this game out back when it was new, and I'm like, and I'm like, this is original Civ. It's clunky. It's slow. Why would I play this? And it's like you know I totally ignored it. Um, no. And 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 a lot of folks did. He like read the reviews. Like 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 you read the reviews of the game when it came out, they were very mixed. Um, some of them were, you know, some of them were quite high and some of them were quite low. Um, and even nowadays, like modern reviews of the game are still like quite mixed. But um, I give them a lot of credit for being able to port the game over to Super NES and making a very playable version of Civilization. Um, yes, it's a big project to not only bring over a strategy game from PC. But to bring it, you know, bring it over to the SNES, but also make it actually work and have the UI changed up so that it works for a controller and actually add mouse support right. to this game, which is insane because, like, modern console games, um, even with strategy games, they do not include any kind of mouse support, well, which is insane because yeah. you can just plug in any kind of mouse. Yeah. And you would think it would work, but you know, they don't. They don't fair, take the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, in the PC version of this game, including version civilization, uh, it, it, it can take me very long to have the keyboard shortcuts memorized. Like you know, like I, but I said, I. Oh yeah, that's another thing because you have so many keys on the keyboard yes. you can use. After fortify, like, uh, like you know, uh, B for build road, like build city, depending on the game you're playing. See, like right. I'm not crazy about keyboard yeah. shortcuts on those kinds of games. I just want to like use the UI yeah. and get to where I need to get to. So I never really used the mouse very much like very much in the Civilization games once I got used to the keyboard shortcuts. But but having said that, I agree with you. Uh, um, you know, if you were one of the five people who had a Super NES mouse back in the, back in the day, um, this game certainly, this game certainly like, be a lot easier to play um, if you to play with mouse. So... Um, we should talk about more mouse games. There's not very many. Uh, well, Mario Paint is one. Mario Paint's one. Um, I really like that game. Um, there's another. There's 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 another there's another PC PC two 
counterpart, uh, the called Utopia: Birth of a Nation, which also which also has 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 mouse support. Okay. Um, and I do not know off the top of my head what other games did. I have to look that there's, up. There's uh, oh wait no that's Super Scope. The, um, there are not very many, but <laughs> yeah, but we should we should cover some of them. Mario Paint, most definitely. Mario Paint, yes, definitely. Um, I like that game. But they, uh, according to Wikipedia, um, there actually were there actually were more games that had, there there actually were there actually were more games that had, there were games that that, that had mouse support than I thought, but most of them were Japan only. Um, oh, okay. Real quick, according to Wikipedia, the North American games that came out without support was Acme Animation Factory, Advanced Dungeons Dragons. Uh, I the Beholder, uh, Arkanoid, oh, okay. uh, uh, Arkanoid again, um, Breakthrough, uh, Doom, uh, Fun and Games. Wait, Doom had mouse support? Yes, it did. That's awesome. Uh, Tokens, to- Tokens, Lord of the Rings, Volume One, Jurassic Park, King Arthur's World, uh, Lamborghini, American Challenge, Lemons Two, The Tribes. Uh, that makes sense. Mario Paint, we already said Mario. Uh, Mario's Early Years, Preschool Fun. Uh, oh, we should cover that game, too. <laughs> Mine <Minor laughs> Magic 3, No Monaga's Ambition, Operation Thunderbolt, uh, Pisces, Populous 2, uh, oh. Revolution X, uh, Shin's Revenge, Civilization, of course, Simant. Uh, 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 I did not know there was a port for Simant. Yes, All right. Uh, All right. Super Caesar's Power, Super Solitaire, T2, the arcade game. Uh, Tin Star, Trottlers, Utopia, Vegas Stakes, uh, w- the unreleased Warrior, to the unreleased like Warrior of Rome 3, uh, and Wolfenstein 3D. Well then, yeah, there. Are... That's a that's that's a decently sized list. Yes, more than I realized actually. But and I can't believe Doom had mouse support. That's awesome. But. All right. <laughs> well, it makes sense. I certainly hope that Wolfenstein 3D and Doom have mouse support because those games would be very hard to play. Like, do without. I one. mean, <laughs> if you're going back at that time and thinking, like, hey guys, do you want to make support for the SNES mouse? <laughs> what? What? No, we have a we have a perfectly fine controller. <laughs> what are you What are you talking about? Right. Um, but I have to ask now. Did you use, do you use those shoulder buttons to strafe in Doom? Yes. <laughs> amazing. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. So look at this picture of the Super NES mouse. Um, you know, it's standard mouse, two button mouse. I uh, came with mouse pad, which is nice. Um, so released in like like released in 1992. So uh, um, yeah, we will we'll have to do a, a special a special on the mouse too later on. But uh, okay. But uh, anyway, so um, getting it back to civilization, yeah, I can imagine controlling with the mouse would certainly be easier. The control, the, the controller works fine. Works fine with the hang of it. Um, it is, but it's it's slow. Yeah. Well, the whole game's slow because the processor. Uh, the processor. Well, you're slow because of the processor. <laughs> but yeah, that couldn't really be helped. But you know, except for those limits, um, this game. No, nah, you're supposed to overclock your SNES processor. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
But except for the hardware limits that are put into the, the the version of the game, it's very close to the PC version of the game. The only major differences was the was the limit was the was the story mode added on, the different music, um, and the um, for the fact that the version of the game is single player only. Well, 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 original Civilization was single player only. Although you could hot seat it. Um, so, like, do you know what hot seating is? Yeah. Okay. All right. This is this was a thing when I was a yeah. kid too. Well, it's an old term, so but um, yeah. <laughs> that term is also in PlayStation Two right. games. Right. So, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm not that young. <laughs> I did want to mention here, like, yeah, I did want to talk about earlier. Um, I read about it here for here for a moment. Uh, you know, because we got into the gameplay discussion. Um, Civilization is not really. To be fair, Civilization is not really a unique is not really a unique game. Uh, Sid Meier uh, drew inspiration for this game primarily from you know, you know, primarily you know, primarily from three different places, uh, like in making this game, and and the game is kind of an interesting uh, mishmash between all of those. Um, George, have you heard about the original Avalon Hill Civilization board game? No. Okay. Uh, have you heard of Avalon Hill? <laughs> no. They are a, they were they are still around, but they're not as big now as they used to be. Uh, a, a massive board game company, company uh, which started which started in the sixties, um, and published a whole bunch of their uh, favorite favorite cult board games like Civilization and Diplomacy and Acquire and Axis and Allies. Uh, and oh, okay, okay. Just a bunch of other like board games. Uh, right. Uh, they're not owned by Hasbro, uh, like they're part of. Uh, <laughs> of but, course they but, are. But, um, uh, but yeah, Civilization came out uh, came out in the board game in the late '60s, and that game that game similar similar to the PC game in some ways, in the sense that you have a civilization, and, and you're trying to advance it through eras. Uh, the board game the board game is the board game is kind of faster paced. It's more designed upon trying to gain certain technologies to be able to unlock your civilization to go up to different eras, and yeah. whoever. Um, and whoever reaches whoever reaches the final the final tech first for, like first wins the game. Um, so we, um, the board game the board game was still being printed at, was still being printed as of a few years ago uh, because Hasbro because Hasbro had um, had done a release of it. I'm sure you can find a copy of the game like easily enough though if you look for it. So um, I don't know. I mean, playing a board game is a little bit like when it comes to something like this is tougher. Well, what I well, what I mean is, you can like you can find a board game easily enough if you want to play it. Um, yeah, no, I'm right. just I'm just saying that like playing a video game version of a board game is much easier. Well, there was a video game version. Uh, there, there, well, there was a PC version of Avalon Hill Diplomacy, which came out in the '90s. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, which was like pretty good. Uh, Micropro has licensed the name Civilization from Avalon Hill uh, when they're making this game to avoid any uh, uh, copyright problems. Um, as, a matter, right. as a matter of fact, so um, and and conversely, Civilization Three was turned to a board game, which I have. So, oh yeah, well then, <laughs> that uh, sounds interesting. So yeah, it's pretty good. Um, there was also there was also uh, the, uh, the, uh, there was also an old television game, 
what you call Utopia. Um, have you? Oh heard? yes, yes, I'm aware of this game. It is a. Uh, it came out. It came out in 1981, I think, or 82 for the, like a television. Um, I'm actually interested in finding a copy for that. It's a fun game. Um, um, I um, I played an emulation several years ago, and it, um, it's one of the games I was included. One of the games. One of the games I was included. That was included like on the flashback. So yeah. Um, so. Uh, hopefully one day. I can have all these consoles I have set up onto like one, <laughs> like these older consoles I have right. set up to like a a nice CRT, you know, because uh, you you could just uh, plug, you could get an adapter and plug in those older consoles with the built-in RF cable or whatever, and and plug it into a VCR and have the VCR output AV, right? And uh, you just get a switcher and. So it's actually it's actually not really that hard. It's yeah. actually very easy to get um, the older a picture from the older consoles onto like a quote unquote newer TV. Yep, indeed. There's a lot of ways to do that. So yes, and I but. I really can't wait till I get everything organized because I do want the ColecoVision set up. I do want the Intellivision set up. Hmm. I do want the Sega Saturn set up. <laughs> uh, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just so yeah, just to talk about uh, Utopia like real quick because. To, to, so anybody who hasn't played this game and enjoys Civilization, we really need to, 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 really to check this out. Um, it's really like bare bones, though. Well, it... I mean, to, to its credit, it's a very old game. For its time, it was amazing. I mean, like, you know, yes, this game... Yes, yes. Uh, you start just off... A, just a warning. Right, yeah. Yeah, you, yes. you start off as ruler of an island nation, and you're like, there's two islands, there's two islands on the map, and the game is like, you play two players, you can't play a single player, like, there's not as much fun that way. Um, you know, the game was designed to... You know, the game was designed to... to, to the, game, the, game, the game was designed to be in two-player mode. Um, and you have turns. Each turn lasts... Each turn lasts X number seconds and you do things like build factories and build fishing boats and attack your enemy with pt boats and you know like um you know like you know sponsoring sponsor rebels to you know, show up to, you know, show up like your enemies um island country to cause him problems and you build factories uh, i'm sorry um you know like farms and there's, and there's, yeah, there's rain and storm patterns and whatnot and whoever has the highest points at the end of the game wins um a lot of people go you, you, a lot of people consider uh, Utopia to be Civilization 0.5, as a matter of fact, because of how uh, you know, because of all the influences okay. that carried over, that carried over, that carried over from that, like that carried over, like that, like like Civilization. Isn't that kind of more like a God game, though? No, not really, because you're not no? really, you're not affecting weather, you're not affecting the landscape. Oh, okay. You're just simply like okay. you know, like, like you're running the nation basically. Um, okay. But they, um, but there are a lot of like Civ aspects to it, like in some ways. So. Um, and the, um, and the, um, and so the third, the third major influence is an older, like an older, uh, PC, uh, and uh, like another computer, uh, uh, a line of, line of games called Empire, uh, which originally came out in 1987. I played the heck out of this game, like my PC as a kid. Um, Empire is a lot like Civilization in some ways, in the sense that you start off controlling a single city on an uncharted world, and you have to explore the world, find your opponent, and defeat him in military combat. And you take, um, you take over cities, and you build military units, and you know it's it's primarily it, it, it's primarily just explorer and conquest, but there's a lot. But there's a lot that, but there's a lot that can be, at least at least considered similar, if not inspired by uh, Empire's gameplay that, uh, that carries over to Civilization. So, um, 
So yeah, all so all three of those games were kind of mished together by Sid Meier, like in the making civilization, and of course the format has been improved and expanded upon, and changed and, and changed over the years also. But yeah, anybody enjoys Civilization, I, I highly recommend checking out the ch- 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 checking out checking out checking out those other games also because um, chances are if you enjoy Civilization, they enjoy them too. So, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Utopia also was notorious, 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 notorious like the fact that it had one of the smallest print runs ever of a, of a game when it first came out because the, because, because, because the market Jesus and Mattel was like, nobody's, nobody's going to want to play this. Like, it's a boring, it's a boring strategy game. I, I'm like, you know, our people like want action games. Like, you know, Star Trek, you know, Star Trek, you know, Star Trek, Star Trek, you know, sold like a million copies, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, when everybody praised, praised the game to high heaven, Nobody can find a copy of the game. So, <laughs> um, uh, another um, another great game, also like very unique uh, and, and copied copyrighted over the years, uh, called Shark Shark, which came out shortly afterwards. Suffered the same fate, unfortunately. But yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm aware of that game too. Yeah, Shark Shark's been copied and cloned numerous times over the years. So, but um, yeah. so anyway, uh, final thoughts about Civilization. Well, I've already said some of them. Uh, I was very impressed by how well, the, the, by how well that Asmec and Koi and Koi ported this game over the Super NES. Um, if I did not have a computer uh, back then, or if I didn't have a computer that could handle the game, uh, I'd be very happy playing the Super NES version of this game. I definitely see myself putting in, putting in as much time, uh, time with this as it did, as did, as did, as did, like the PC version of the game, and and the game sold quite well in Japan, but. But by the time it came out in North America, um, you know, Super NES was getting, like, long in the tooth. Civilization 2 was already out. Uh, most people had already played Civilization on the computer. They're like, you know, it, there wasn't a point for it. I still even question I, – I, I, um, I still even question I – I know there were some people reading reviews and looking at – YouTube videos in the game. I know, I know, I know there were some people who were first of civilization like us in this game. So kudos to them, for, you know, for like being able to get for, for like being able to get the game accessible to them some way. But 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 ninety nine percent of game players who want to play Civilization probably already had played Civilization on the PC, and there was never you know, there was a reason to buy this version of the game. Yes. So so I so it's just, it's just, as I take a tone. As I take it, George, like your tone, that you won't be should you not be going back to this? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really think so. It's not because it's a bad game; it's just because it's, it's too slow. I still don't know how everything is done. I don't understand all the mechanics of the game, and that's, that's frustrating because. You know, you'll just get a random message up saying, oh, hey, you know that catapult unit you wanted to make and it took you like 50 turns? Yeah, we destroyed it right as you made it. <laughs> so that's that's very frustrating. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm not going to go back to it. But for what it is, is very impressive, especially on the way that the game controls. Because it's, even in this time, it's very hard to port a strategy game from PC to a console like this. Yes. Yeah. Well, did you ever hear... Yeah, yeah. actually, that kind of reminds me of a funny story. Uh, did you ever hear about the uh, Family vs. Battleship uh, meme? Like, as far as the game no. goes? Um, no. In, in this game, in Civilization... Like, in this game, in Civilization 2, wisely changed this. Um, your units have a 
there's a there's a there's a hidden percentage of your there's the chances that each unit has against like an, that each unit has each, each unit has you know against another kind of you know kind of unit. Um, there, there's no uh, there's no hit points. There's no hit gauge. Like units in civilization. Uh, Save two changed that right away by giving you like a hit gauge. Um, so, right. But uh, so um, so so like. You know, for example, if you have like a catapult attacking a phalanx in a city, it calculates the odds. Okay, well, you calculates the odds, crunches the numbers, and says like, okay, your catapult will win like 60% of the time, and like you know, shows the results. You that die roll. So there is a very, very, very small chance, and I have seen video of this actually happening, where a phalanx can can destroy a battleship because of that. That reminds me of a time where. Uh... In Civilization Revolution, I had a beefed-up archery unit that was attacked by planes, and the planes were shot down by the archers. <laughs> and this is a true story. Um, uh, and that was really funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, in, in this version of the game, uh, and this is something I miss actually from Civilization Five, uh, you had the ability to stack units to be able to make like these all-powerful crushing armies uh, to be able like to you destroy enemies, you know, just like you know going like a going a major like war conquest, just like you know going like civ to civ, flavor your army, just like you know crushing your you know, crushing your foes like one by one. So yeah. uh, I miss being able to stack units. That you know it's one of the you know that's one of the few things that the later civ games took away that I kind of miss. You can't stack units in the newer games? Military units, you can't. Really? Yeah. Huh. You used to be able to have, like, you know, tw- like 20 units that you know, 20 units, like, all the. Few. Uh, all the. You know, like 20 units. 20 military units. You know, like, made up an army. You have a, you have a stack. And, I thought you were able to at least stack, like, stack up at most, like, two or something like two that. Two you can do, yes. I mean, like, you know. Okay, okay. In the older games, though, there's no limit. Hungry, right. Okay. Right? So, but they. Uh, well, I mean, technically, there is for the SNES version. But. But it's like you're supposed. To, you can only have like sixty-seven units out. You said or something like that. But it really made it worse in the original Civilization, where there wasn't hit points because, like, you know, if you got attacked, your unit with the highest defense. There's still a chance that you could just lose all of them, right? Exactly. Yeah. If your unit with the highest yeah. defense uh, loses, the whole the whole army goes bye bye. So. Yeah. No, I like the, I like the newer <laughs> versions of. How fighting works. I cannot tell you how many times playing this game as a kid, I was able to save my ass against the, against the AI by being able to do that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but, so. Um, anyway, um, there is one cheat in this game that I found. Um, if, if you want to be able to see the game, um, if you want to be able to... If you want to be able to beat the game right away and see the ending, um, play the games Russia. Name your fourth town uh, Mitsu, which is spelled M-I-Z-O-H-U. Um, and when you go into the city screen, it will show you every non-winter building. Um, um, and the game will advance to so the game will advance to the year 2000, and you have Future Tech 24. Um, and so, wow. And so therefore, the next turn, like you'll win the game automatically, and you see the ending screen. So. That's really weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's gotta be a bug in the game code. Um, but uh, um, oh, it's a bug. Yeah, yeah, 
I, I assume it's a bug. It's fighting the glitches, so. Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> but oh, that's really weird. Unless the unless the unless the programmers put it in, you uh, know, it's like a hidden a, a hidden feature. I can understand like if you did that combination, like it's the fourth city you built, and like you you like build like a specific like building inside that city or something like that. But naming the city something specific seems kind of fishy. Right. <laughs> like I don't know if that's a like, it could be a bug, but it doesn't seem like it is a bug, because that's a very specific name to to type out. Right. I don't know. <laughs> right. So on eBay, if you want to copy this game, um, it's a little bit harder to find, but prices for this game are not that bad. Um, are we going to play the guessing game? We can if you want to. Um, I'm going to say 50 bucks loose. No. No. Down. Really? Like I said, even though it's... 30? Try lower. <laughs> really? Because, like I said, this was a small print run, but because most people ignored the game when it came out, um, it's not in high demand. So, so it's uh, like 20? About that. Um, okay. There are 21 listings of the game currently... Uh, uh, currently listed, currently listed on eBay, and again, this is, and again, this is U.S. version only. This game, this game, this game, this game is much more common in Japanese, in Japanese format, and it, um, it never got released in PAL, so it's like you know NTSC only. Um, right. Twenty-one copies of the U.S. the U.S. listing currently currently being sold. 30, 30 copies like sold recently. Prices include shipping, card only, ranging from thirteen thirteen to thirteen dollars to twenty-three dollars. That's not so bad. There's only. There was only one cart manual copy that sold for like so for twenty five dollars, one CIB copy for four four thirty, and two sealed copies of the game, uh, one for forty six dollars and one for like one for hundred dollars. The huge wow, the, that's a big jump. Like <laughs> because the like because the sealed copy the forty six like a bit beat up. So oh okay right. So it's not too bad. So this game's so this game's okay to find cart. If you want CIB though, you may have to be patient because not many copies of this game CIB show up. Right. But yeah, for but but yeah, for thirteen bucks, totally worth it. I think. Um, if you have if you have nostalgia for original Civilization or never played this version of the game, that is so. So anyway, uh, that pretty much finishes finishes a. So finishes our talk of uh, like the Super NES Port of Civilization. I'm glad I, um, you know, I'm glad I, I'm glad I gave it a second look because I, um, because it definitely loved, because definitely, because definitely, definitely a lot better, a lot better, you know, than I had originally thought it was. Um, and like I said, if I had this back then, I, you know, without, without knowledge of PC version, I, I, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I would have been very happy with it. So. Do you think your ten-year-old version of yourself, if you would have had fun playing this, George? No, not at all. Uh, I did not play those types of games when I was like ten. <laughs> Fifteen, then? Sixteen? Uh, I don't think so. Let me try it this way then. You know, if our, you know, if our ages like reversed and you had this game, you, you, like, you know, back when it came out, uh, do you think you would have bounced off it? Maybe hmm. I don't know. It's kind of hard to gauge the sure. Yeah. And 
So, but and of course, we can always thank Sid Meier for like you know coming out to coming out you coming out you coming out coming out like it's a great game, uh, a beloved franchise. There have been I can't even I can't even tell you how many hundreds and thousands of games that have come out over the years that have been inspired by to, to inspire by Civilization. That have, like, oh yeah, I mean a lot of games that come out now have some kind of inspiration yeah. behind them. But. And apparently there are rumors that Sid Meier and Fraxis are are um. You know, are in the are in the are in the are in the pre-production stages of Civilization Six. So can't wait to see what that's like. Yeah, it should be interesting. So, uh, so like we will see. Uh, this this franchise has been going on for this franchise has been going on for going on has been going on for 25 years now, and shows and shows no signs of stopping. Yeah, I don't think that it has any breaks. Not really, and um and. and um, and you can play a civilization game in pretty much any format you want to do these days. Uh, computer, console, handheld, phone. So, um, just wait till it comes out for like the microprocessors that are put into your brain. <laughs> <laughs> but first, they need to make a Tetris version. Mm. Right. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm curious. Yeah, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, I am curious like about the Engage version of this game because I looked at some videos of this on like online. It's a very Oh yeah, I'm I am super interested in in uh taking a look at what Civ is like on Engage. Like, Cuz you know, they they made like a they made Sims for the Engage. Yeah. They made uh Tomb Raider right. for the Engage, yeah. which was very interesting because it was just like the Saturn and PlayStation version. But this was also like a very um, like late release on the Engage, and you know didn't get it to, right, right. F- f- you know, because of that, you know, because of that, the games, this game's, you know, this game's, you know, a little bit harder to find. There's, there was an Elder Scrolls game. Yes, there was. The I, I played it before. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it kind of is. <laughs> um, so what's really funny about these Engage games? You can get an SD card reader and slide the game into an SD card reader, and you can actually just pull all the files off of it, and you can modify the files. Cool. Because there's no there's no like lock system because, um, you know SD cards were not a thing at that time. Yeah. And it's really funny how it is. It's not exactly like an SD card, but it but it like if you put it in a reader, it will read the game somehow. I don't I don't know how this works. It's really odd though. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, like, you could pull off, like, um, audio files and stuff. So, like, the Elder Scrolls game, I think they're all, like, WAV files. Or, yeah, there's something like that. Um, so, like, you could just natively play them. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's, it's really odd. Mm. But, uh... Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll. But, but anyway, we will hold that talk for the Engage podcast that you're, to, you know, that you're going to start eventually. Eventually here, I'm sure. Oh I'm God, sure. no, no. <laughs> like I mean, that'd be cool to do, uh, but I don't. I have like no time for that right now. If somebody came up with one, you know, I'd listen to it. Just saying. <laughs> <sighs> Great. Uh, I, um, I checked out the first episode. Of, I checked out. I checked out. I checked out the first episode of the. Um, uh, the Nick's newest podcast, you know, like pure, pure virtually human, like on the Virtual Boy. So I did not listen to that yet. Very good. Yep. I'm, I, you know, I would suppose it would be very good yep. because it seems like you would be the person to put out really good yep. content. Yep. So yeah, you know, cool. you know, the more pockets, yeah, you know, the more podcasts out there, the better. So bring them on. Like as far as like I'm really afraid of being pulled into an engaged <laughs> podcast now. Uh, 
uh, all my games are complete in box. <laughs> and I do have a decent amount of games. Yeah. I even have the, was it the SSX game? But, uh, yeah, that's a thing. So speaking about podcasts, George, um, oh, no. do you want, said so you want to tell the listeners out there, you know, what game are covering, what game are covering next on this podcast? Uh, we are covering Shin Megami Tensei. Yes, which is our very first Japanese game. Uh, yes. But there is a patch available for it. Yes. And this this game is really different from the games that we've covered on this podcast so far. Um, well, I should hope so. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, this game has a really mature theme to it and a really mature story because it brings, you know, like, the game starts with a murder um, and it was, I believe it was a murder of a high school girl. Mm. Um, and it, it includes like demons and some of it has to do with like religion. And so, um, it gets, it, it's kind of creepy also in a way. Um, it, like if you have the time, you should play along because I feel like this game is worth it. Yes. Uh, George, George, George very kindly sent me. George, George very kindly, very kindly sent me like a copy of the patch. Um, so I will work to try to get it to apply to a ROM um, and make the patch available. Feel like a, feel like on Facebook pretty soon, um, like in our, like in our, like in our page, and also, and also, and also, and also, and also instructions, instructions, instructions like how to patch this. Um, so you can like play along with this if you want to. Um, yes. So I actually have the card of this, and I'm playing through my Retron Five, and it's patching through there. So I have. Like no work I do. Yeah. So um, if you have like one of those two, that's another option. Your, your, your option yeah. for you also. So um, the thing is, this game you will get lost in because a lot of a lot of the game looks the same, and it's a first-person dungeon crawler. Right. <laughs> Ooh boy. <laughs> also, it's a Japanese game, so lots of grinding because right. it's an RPG. <laughs> right. So yes, uh, definitely. Definitely. So definitely listen, 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 next, you know, listen to our next episode to be able to get a taste of something that we didn't get exposed to uh, outside of Japan. Um, yes. And the, and the episode after that is also going to be like very special um, because George is going to be taking us you know, to a short break like that episode. That's um, why it's special. It's special <laughs> because I'm not going to be on it. <laughs> no, I mean, like it's special for other things, too. But, you know, I'm just saying like beforehand that, you know, bunch of guest hosts. Yeah. Yes. Three of them so far. Um, we're going to be covering, wow. we're going to be covering the Star Trek games that came out on Super NES. Uh, there are three of them all together and tentatively, tentatively lined up, lined up, lined up at this point to appear on the podcast with me are also three other guys who also love Star Trek, uh, as much as I do. Um, you have the great, like Aaron Hickman, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice comment there, George, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? I just never mind. So you were on the next episode, right? So you gotta be nice to him. <laughs> well, nice. I'm always nice to Aaron. Uh, so yeah, Aaron is from Genesis Gems and Kim Retro Obscura. Um, uh, very great podcaster. He's been on this podcast several times already in the past himself. So uh, like always fun talking to him. Uh, always. We're gonna have. Um, I cannot pronounce this guy's last name, so I will not try right at the moment. Uh, Joe, <laughs> uh, who does the um, uh, who does the Great Memory Block podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to oh, to cool. DOS and to DOS and, and Windows pre XP gaming. Um, 
very great podcast. You know, I'm I linked to it earlier when we I linked to it earlier, like we covered the populist the populist episode because he also because he also he also to uncover populist, which um, I need to listen to. So, um, yeah, Joe's a great guy, and he's also like a huge science fiction female science fiction nut. So, um, but it'd be fun to have him to have him on here. And third, we're having. And third, we're technically supposed to be having uh, Christian uh, from the uh, like from the like the Links Game by Game podcast, um, and also and also and also and also and also somebody else who had also been on this podcast in the past. Uh, he did the he did the Smash TV uh, 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 episode with, episode with me like a while back. So, um, and Christian I think is the youngest youngest person to, to do a retro gaming podcast. Um, he just turned twenty. So. Oh wow! But <laughs> is he doing five podcasts? He's not doing he's not doing any podcasts to, to right now because of how busy he is in real life. Um, the Links podcast temporarily he was temporarily, he's temporarily on hold. Um, I I hope it comes back. I hope it comes back soon because the Links is definitely a system that I'm looking forward to, looking forward to learning more about. Um, Christian's a great guy to talk to and a great podcaster, like in his own right. So yeah. So um, yes. So tentatively, we have the three people lined up for that episode. So so stay tuned for that. And there's other special episodes like also in the works after that. So um, if you have any questions, comments, feedbacks, or feedback, games we should cover, etc., please please feel free to contact us like in our uh, Facebook page, um, or you can also send me an email directly to the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Um, Please also please also find and review us like on iTunes. Um, and George, how can the fans out there you know contact you? Oh boy, so I am on Twitter. Uh, that's at Mr. Chief at M I S T U R C H E E F. Um, you can follow me there. Tweet to me stuff. Um, also, uh, let's see. There's a bunch of emails on my on my website that's just like not being used right now, so I have to remember what they are. Uh, you want to get in contact with me directly? You can email me. That's just uh, George at theboxfort.net. That URL is t h e b o x f o r t dot net. I almost forget how to spell that for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, and I I do multiple podcasts. So I do uh, Master System Masterpieces, which is a podcast dedicated to the Sega Master System. Uh, you probably never heard of it, but I assure you it's a cool little thing. Uh, I also do PlayStation Power here with Greg, and we cover PlayStation and PlayStation 2 games. Uh, what else do I do? <laughs> uh, I do... VR Enclave, which is uh, not family-friendly, but is a VR-centered uh, podcast. Uh, let's see. I do this podcast called the SNES Podcast. I don't know if you heard of it. It's, it's this console called the <laughs> Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, it wasn't very popular in North America at all. But, uh, you know, it, it competed against the the uh, Genesis and whatnot. Like, you know, but, uh, sorry... I cut you off yep. there. Side note, 
you'd be surprised you're surprised like how difficult it is to find accurate like accurate sales figures like in this time period I mean, like, well the thing is they didn't keep records they like they keep records now which is surprising because like you know I understand the 70s and 80s not having records but you figure that by the 90s the companies the companies the companies the companies you, the companies the companies you, 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 but. I mean, we don't even know when the exact date when Super Mario Brothers came out because there were yep. no records yep. of it. That's a famous story, um, but yeah. The- and um, I, I, I'm doing uh, review work mm-hmm. for uh, for a games website. Yes. Um, I'm doing that for free, but um, they have a podcast that I'm on. Which is not family friendly at all, um, and that is called, I believe, the One Up Gaming podcast. Uh, the website is OneUpGaming.co.uk. So yeah, I'm technically working for a UK publication, <laughs> That's but cool. yes, um, it's really fun to set up times for doing podcasts. Actually, not that bad because because the, the guy who hosts it works nights. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so that works. It kind of works. Yeah, no, it kind of works for me. Just as a side but note, yeah, um, you know, the best, the best figures, the best, you know, I actually have done some research on this uh, back in starting yeah. the podcast doing over a year ago. The best figures I could find indicate, indicate that in the U.S. at, 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 at indicate that indicate that in the U.S. at least only. Um, in ninety one, nine two, ninety three, the, the Genesis, the Genesis, the Genesis was the top seller. Something in 94, 95, 296, the Super NES, the, the, the Super NES, uh, like we gave the number one I spot. So, okay. because Sega, because Sega by then, it started to shift their, to shift their focus more toward the, the Sega CD and the 32X and, and Tenoid games like Star Fox and, and, uh, and Donkey Kong Country, you know, stuff like that were coming out. So, but. Uh, so, it's, it's like a made a few mistakes with that stuff, but let's not get into that right now. <laughs> right. Let's end this podcast finally. Yes, indeed. So, if you listen this far, uh, thank you very much. Thank you. And go treat yourself to a cookie because you deserve it. Uh, I want a cookie. I was part of this podcast. <laughs> I should get two cookies. Okay. <laughs> he just brushes me off. <laughs> let's stop this and go have our cookies then, George. All right. Okay, y'all. Thanks and take care. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.